Hey, this is Sharon Trivatsa. Welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to take you behind the scenes of something pretty personal, something pretty tactical, but also very clarifying for you, which I get to show you my personal operating system. What does that mean? It is my personal no BS playbook for how I live my life. Now, the best part is you don't have to do any of this, but I'm hoping that if I can share with you how I prioritize ideas, how I make decisions, what are important to me, what is not important to me, how I get out of tough jams, and how I stay focused, maybe you can build something like this for yourself as well so that you can build more, give more, achieve more, and be the best version of yourself. Is this perfect? No. But is this working for me right now? Probably. This is the personal operating system of my own. This is my no BS playbook for how I live my life. And I am grateful to share it with you. And it all starts right now. One thing is for certain. Just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this. Where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to. How to grow your business. How to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. I don't recommend a lot of books to people, but one of my favorite books that I read often, read over and over again, honestly, it stays on my nightstand and I read random pages is the Ben Franklin biography by Walter Isaacson. So if you've not picked that up, you should. It's Ben Franklin by Walter Isaacson. And the interesting part about this is I realized how much I learned by watching how other people have their lives documented. When I can see how someone has lived their life, it gives me insane perspective because it allows me to see and benchmark what they did against what I'm doing and give me a delta, give me a gap to see if I'm doing better or worse or how I can improve my life. And that's why I love these biographies because they give you a blueprint on how someone else has lived their life, which you can quickly superimpose on your own, see what you're working on and say, ah, There is a delta. There's an opportunity. There is a way for me to do better there. And I don't think you get that with any other short 30-second clip on Instagram because everyone is a influencer spewing ideas to try to build a bigger brand. But the depth of it comes when you can actually get somebody to show you their entire blueprint of how they live their lives. Because I will tell you this, we all have a way on how we live our lives. We just don't have it documented. This brings me to this big insight that I've been thinking a lot about uh, this year, which is when you read something, you get to learn it once. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. But when you document something, you get to learn it forever. You get to dissect it forever. You get to share it forever. You get to be grateful for it forever. You get to analyze it forever. You get to upgrade it forever. And that's what I want to share with you today. I'm going to take you behind the scenes and uh, share with you my personal operating system. Only in the last decade have I started to really put some uh, guardrails and infrastructure and architecture around this, meaning I have started to develop this intentionally. Most people will say dumb things like, oh, I'm just thinking about the future. Or they'll be like, oh, I have some goals. But there's a there needs to be an operating system to achieve that. If you think about anything that you do in your life, I just akin it to running a business. Whatever goal you want, 
Think about the same goal as what if you had to build a business to achieve that goal? Let's say you wanted to get six-pack abs. What is the way if your entire, like if you had to design a business to get yourself six-pack abs, what would you do? You would write a business plan. You would get the right resources. You would lean the right material. You would get the right accountability in place. You would build an operating system to achieve that goal. That's why I realized that the reason I was not hitting my goals or my, my aspirations consistently was because I just would go to a random conference, sit, watch some guru from stage who did not know what the heck he or she was talking about, who were just doing things to gain a great audience. And I respect them for bringing people together, but it could not build my personal operating system. And I wanted to build that. And I've done that in the last 10 years. And, and honestly, I will tell you that my last 10 years have been significantly more um, profitable, more uh, impactful, and more far-reaching in both reaching impact and community and net worth than the previous 10 because I had a personal operating system. And I want to share that with you right now. So let's right, uh, dive right into it. So today I want to give you the pieces of my personal operating system. I call this the no BS playbook on how I live my life. And uh, sharing with you, the goal is you can see behind the scenes that I am just like you. I build and create ideas just like you. And I want to share this with you so that you could probably glean something from this, uh, overlay this on your life or rebuild something that is so specific to you so you can crush it in whatever you're doing. All right. So here are three big topics I want to share with you. Number one, uh, the stacked ranked priorities. Number two, rituals and routines. And number three, how to make it all work for you. Okay. Stack ranked priorities, rituals and routines, and how to make it all work for you. Uh, let me give you some background. I am just like you. I have stuff to do just like you. You, you are, and I are not any busier or not busier because it doesn't really matter if you're busier or not. I get a lot of info thrown at me every single day. We run a, we run a publicly traded company. Uh, we have several projects that we are invested in. I run, you know, I have multiple people running the personal brand. We, I, I show up and I serve my community. I have a family. I have a wife that I love that I probably should spend way more time with that I don't. I have kids and soccer practice uh, and weekends and tournaments. I have friends that have been with me for years, supported my journey. Uh, I have my own curiosities. I have my own interests. I, I, I'll tell you the truth. I had to put all my hobbies aside to live the life that I need right now. And this is not including the health projects. This is not including how you sleep. This is not including how you eat. And this is not including all the life admin stuff of taxes and legal work and moving and making sure the house is right and all of that, right? I, I live a life just like you, but how do, how do all the successful people out there have the same number of hours and do different things? And I think it's because they all have an operating system. I could literally spend the entire day just responding to DM. That's how many DMs we get. I get hundreds of emails per day. I could respond to every single one. I read every single one over the course of a week, but I just have no ability to respond to all of it. It's just too much. And I'm not complaining because if I complained, uh, it, it, I don't want to complain because there, I have no complaints in any of this because if I stopped, I stopped being a servant leader. Because then I, if all my inbound, it, imagine if all my inbound stopped, if all my emails stopped, if all my brands stopped, if no one really wanted me in their lives anymore, then I would stop being a servant leader for one big reason, because I would not be useful anymore. I think about this a lot, which is the overarching theme of today's episode, which I'm trying to be more useful. 
I have realized that my utility, both for myself, my family, my community, my team, my company, my utility is the most important thing. If I can provide asymmetric utility to all the people in my life, meaning they get one-to-one of Sharon, but the impact is one to 100, they love me more. And I need to figure out a way in which where, where I can be more useful. And that is the personal operating system. It gives you the playbook to have insane leverage to have ultimate utility. Because if I can't be useful, what the heck am I doing living this life? So let's talk about stack ranking priorities, number one. I'm going to give you my personal priorities. And uh, interestingly, whoever they are, whoever you are listening to this, you're going to have some judgment. You're like, man, I would not do it that way. But let me give you mine. You should probably design yours. Over the years, this is the top five priorities that have come into my life, and I don't do anything outside of these, which is very interesting. Number one, the most important thing in my life to me where I am right now is personal mastery. That's it. The most important thing is personal mastery. It's not my family. It is not my friends. It is not my work. It is not my service. It is nothing. It is personal mastery. Because if I can't put my own oxygen mask on first, I've realized that I can't do much for others. In fact, this personal mastery has got to do a lot with health, with self-actualization. How can I be the best version of me? And most importantly, how can I create energy? The, I have realized the way I create energy is both in my health and in my creativity. If I am, the, the problem is I have a lot of friends who go to the gym, are really super strong, have great energy and vitality, but are dumb as a doorknob. You know why? They're, they're, for the last five years, they're still broke. Why? Because they have not, they, they, they have prioritized their health more than they prioritize their knowledge, their execution, their implementation, and their creativity. I, there's nothing, to me, there's nothing worse than seeing a ripped, broke friend. I, I'm saying this again. There's nothing worse than seeing a ripped, broke friend. Because I know that they have so much discipline in the ability to create energy on their body that they have not had the help and the time to change that into monetization. So personal mastery for me personally is super important. So when I'm presented with the decision where I can get better, where I can become the better version of myself in self-actualization, where I can create more energy and create more creativity, I take it because I know that for every unit of personal mastery that I inject into my life, I have 10, 100, 1,000, 100,000 units that I can do everything else with. And it's super important because if I can go get one 60-minute massage a week, It sounds like a luxury, but it's not because that will allow me to perform so much better all week. And that's why this is important. Just because I wake up in the morning and do a five-minute call at 5 a.m. every single day on the 5 a.m. club for the last 3,500 days in a row, that's really powerful because that five minutes gives me asymmetric uh, implementation ability and leverage than most people have because I'm focusing on my personal mastery my self-actualization, and my creation of energy more than anything else because I know that when I can actually fill my cup, I can pour it over and over for other people. The most important thing for me I've realized after having health scares, after not being creative, after feeling resentful, after hiring and currently hiring and having multiple coaches to help me think through this, that to me, I, my personal mastery is more important than anything else. And my family knows this because they know that it's not that the work is most important to me. It is my personal mastery that is most important to me because the better I am, the better servant of the world I can be. And I know that's like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. People talk about putting your oxygen mask on first. That doesn't apply to most people unless you've gone through a tragedy, unless you've gone through a scare. I, like I was in a hospital bed. I almost died. 
And I realized that I'd be useless to my family, to my friends, to my community, to you, if, I'm sorry, if I was dead. That would make no sense. That's why my personal mastery, my self-actualization, my creation of energy, and my, and my manufacturing of creativity is more important to me than anything else in the world. Because if I do that well, I, I, can, I can be more useful. That's number one. Number two, in my stack-ranked priorities are love and responsibility. I, it is my job to love on my loved ones. It is my choice to love on my loved ones. Love and responsibility is where I say, how can I love on my loved ones? And how can I create safety for my loved ones? How can I create? That's my responsibility. My job is to wake up. No one else is coming to save my family. I, that's my job. So I want to make sure that I love on my loved ones and create safety around them. And now that is, that's super important because sometimes we say, oh, it's really important for me to spend more time with my children. But if you look at people's calendars, they don't spend any time with their children at all. Heck, sometimes even I do that. And I realize, and I kick myself into high gear saying, hey, Sharon, this is responsibility number two. Priority number two is love and responsibility. The love and responsibility takes over everything else. Number three, impactful work. I, um, I'm, I continuously look for experiences where I can work hard and be kind. That's a big reason why I'm at real, because they're, I believe in the creed and the ethos of working hard and being kind. The, any opportunity for me to work hard and be kind is it allows me to create impactful work. Wherever I can create more experiences, it allows me to create impactful work. And my question on this that I ask myself a lot is this one thing, which is what do I have to show for it? What do I have to show for it? No matter what from my work, I, you, you will hear me say this if you, if you have been around me a long time, is I call this the artifacts of success. What do I have to show for it? The reason I write email every, every you know, multiple times a week is I, I, that's my way of showing for it. The reason I'm recording this podcast is me thinking about what do I have to show for it? For me, impactful work has got to do with working hard and being kind and creating experiences and doing something where I have something to show for it. If it's just, if I take a week just to think like a lot of people want to do, that's cool. It's just not my jam because if I think I have nothing to show for it. I need to think, yes, but for me, I want to think and then write. I want to think and then build. I want to think and then draw. I want to think and then create. I want to think and then do something with it because I ask myself, I, what my value is trying to figure out, what do I have to show for it? If you just ask yourself self the question, what do I have to show for today? At the end of the day, you ask yourself that one question, what do I have to show for today? If you ask yourself that question every single day, you'd, be, you'd very quickly change what you're working on. Because a lot of times we work on things that we should not be working on because we actually equate effort, effort to the result, not the result to the result. Just because you put a, you did a bunch of calls today, that's great, but what do you have to show for it, right? That's what's important. So number three is impactful work by working hard and being kind. And how do I have to figure out to answer the question, what do I have to show for? And number four, I've taken an oath of service. And my, my oath of service is who can I help who can I help that, that would immediately benefit from my help? I think about this a lot. Who can I help that would immediately benefit from my help? And I, I have realized that, yes, I could help uh, areas, communities over time uh, in 10, 20, 30 years. But I have realized that if I can help more people today, it doesn't matter if I spend my time. It doesn't matter if I write a check. I've taken an oath of service. I ask myself, who can I help that can immediately benefit from my help? And if I see that there's somebody else that can help the same person. I just don't do it. So if someone talks to me and they're like, hey, Sharon, can I pick your brain? And I know that that answer is available on the internet. I don't want to answer that question because I could use the time somebody somewhere else to help somebody that can immediately 
benefit from my help. The oath of service is really important because I have a creed now and I ask myself, who can I help that can immediately benefit from my help? And that's super, super helpful and motivating for me, but that only comes after my impactful work. And last but not least, my fifth most important priority is friendship and fellowship. I want to honor the people who have been with me for all these years. I want to honor the people that have been my friends, my family, my supporters who have helped me get here. It's very easy for people to say, oh, some people come into your life for a reason. Some people come into your life for a season. Some people come into your life for a lifetime. Like that cannot be, that's very interesting, but that's such a selfish way of looking at the world. I have friends who do not make as much money as me, but who who have known for 20 plus years. I, I love them. And they have been with me through thick and thin in the early days. I, if they called me and asked me for anything, I would support them because friendship and fellowship are really important because we forget the people that helped us become who we are. We forget the people that helped us pave the way for who we can be. We've got to honor, I have to honor people who have, who have been with me from the start. And that's really important because I'll tell you this one thing, community drives achievement. Community drives achievement. Every single day, my dad used to always say this. He says, Sharon, you can wake up in the morning and either gain a friend or lose a friend. Just think about that, right? Hey, you can wake up in the morning and you can gain a friend or lose a friend. That's why you, you know, it's people over profits. That's why it's the relationship over everything else. If you do more of that, you'll sleep well at night. If you do more of that, you rally the world behind you. And if we don't have friendship and fellowship, even though it is non-ROI generating, it is honoring the world, is honoring our humanity. So what does all this mean? Let me stack rank them once more for you. The reason is I want to show you this because I can put my life through this filter. You may say, hey, Sharon, do you want to go golfing? Well, I, there's no golfing associated with any of this, right? Uh, golfing has nothing to do with my personal mastery. Golfing has nothing to do with my love and responsibility. Golfing has nothing to do with my impactful work. Golfing has nothing to do with my oath of service. And golfing has nothing to do with my friendship and fellowship. Now, if my friends say, Sharon, you want to go golfing? I'll say, hey, why don't we go mini golfing instead? Or once you guys finish golf, I'll meet you at the clubhouse. I'm happy to do that. But I have realized that once I have these stacked rank priorities, once I have this focus on my life, I can do more, I'll be more, give more, and achieve more because it allows me to put people through, put, put opportunities through this filter. I'll give you my five again. Number one, personal, personal mastery, where my self-actualization, my creation of energy, and my manufacturing of creativity is more important to me than anything else. Number two, love and responsibility. Love on my loved ones and keep them safe. That is my second most important thing. Number third is impactful work. Where can I work hard, be kind, and what do I have to do to show for it? Number four is the oath of service. Who can I actually help that can benefit from my help immediately? And number five, friendship and fellowship. Honor the people that have been with me so because community drives achievement. Until these five are done, unless I have none of these on my to-do list, I am not taking on anything else right now. Nothing. Because we only have limited time. And, and how we prioritize is important because to do great things, we must do fewer things. So my question for you is, which of those connected with you? Do you think you can come up with your own stack rank way of doing things? Because that's where you get to say yes more and when you get to say no more. So that's number one, stack ranking priorities. Number two, uh, uh, rituals and routines. I want to give you a few quick rituals and routines that, are, that, ha- have, that I've put in place over the last 10 years that are part of this personal operating system. This actual no BS playbook that helps me live the life that I live. And the first one is really tightening how you live your life on a day-to-day basis. So I call this the AMPM routines, right? The AM routine is as soon as you wake up, what do you do? The interesting part is if you have 20 things on that list, nothing will get done. So if you have three, it's really good. So if you said, hey, every morning I, in the first two hours, I do one, two, three things. That's it, right? That's it. If you just did that, 
you know that it's really, really powerful. And the same thing the night before. Good mornings are set up the night before. And if I said, hey, I do three things before I go to bed, that's great, right? So I'll tell you the three things. I um, I take care of my health. So I, I do everything that I need to do to stretch, blah, blah, blah. So I manufacture energy and I take care of my health. Number two, I think about my creativity. Essentially, I plan for the next day. And then I love all my family. I only do three things at night. So when I'm ready to go to bed, I, it's not like a four million part routine. It's like, all right, what do I need to do health-wise? Do I need to stretch? Do I need to roll? Do I need to brush my teeth? Do I need to floss? Everything that goes in the health bucket, right? Then I think about what do I need from a creativity planning perspective? I just plan the next day. And then I love all my family and I go to bed. So when you have the AM and the PM routines and they're really tight, you keep your priorities very tight. Second, people miss this a lot. And if you did nothing else and you just added this to your life, you'd get very, very, very productive. And you need a start and end routine for your workday. Like right when you start, like this is what most people do. They say, oh, my workday starts. I have a, a nine o'clock call to start my day. So I'm just going to get to the office at 8.55 with a cup of Starbucks and I'm going to kick off my day. And then you realize you go to go through, you know, two or three calls and then you're like, okay, I'm going to check my email. And then there comes the deluge of things and we just are completely reactive as opposed to being, you know, creative. So the question is, if you had a 15 minute routine to start your day, like how do you, you know, do you set up your desk? Do you organize your files? Do you make sure your, your windows are set up right? Do you make sure that you know exactly what you're doing next? Do you, do, you, do you know when you're checking your email? Do you know how many emails you're responding to? Do you actually open the right tabs in the right windows? Do you know, do you have your sticky notes in place? Like what is the start of the day? And at the end of the day, what do you do? Do you wrap it up? Do you, do you have a checklist? Do you have a shutdown checklist? Like there is a really great book uh, by Dr. Atul Gawande called The Checklist Manifesto. He's a, um, he's a, I think he's a cardio surgeon. And they talk about how many times, uh, and a lot of times when people, when doctors, surgeons operate on, uh, on, on, on bodies, on humans, they, like, they have to write, they have to say left leg versus right leg. And they miss the, they miss the leg completely. They do the opposite leg. And it's, the reason is there's no, there's no checklist. And if you run your, if you run the, the beginnings and the end of the planning parts of your day with a checklist and not too many things on it, you will ensure that nothing falls through the cracks. The problem, reason why we have open loops and the reason things fall through the cracks is because we don't have rituals and routines. Now, if you have a 20-point checklist and you're an airline pilot, that's one thing. But I think that each of us, before we start our days and end our work days, uh, if you have a work day, you, if you had that, it'll, it'll really motivate you to stay on track and not have anything fall through cracks. That's number two. Number three, I, I would highly recommend that every single person on their notes on their phone have a love it or a hate it list. You should just say, I love it or I hate it. Every time you feel a sense of joy, oh my gosh, I just had this lunch with my friend Jimmy, or I want to watch my son Neil play soccer. I have this amazing, like I have feel so joyful. I instantly go in my love it list. I write, loved watching Neil play soccer. Now I start to know, I start to capture the joy in the moment of all the things that I love. And then when I'm down, I just look at my love it list and I do something for my love it list. It's so easy because a lot of times what we do otherwise is we're like, oh my gosh, I'm sad. And then you try to dig your way out of the hole. Instead, all you need to do is just figure out what's on your love it list. But at the same time, I also want to do on my, what, what's on my hated list or what I will do, I, I call it my never again list. My never again list is like, so let's say you made a mistake in investing and you learned a lesson and you're like, man, I will not do that ever again. I will not eat at the restaurant ever again. I will not lend my friend money ever again. I will not offer, you know, I will not put my myself ahead of, put, you know, put my friends ahead of my family ever again or what have you. I will not, I will not have 92 tequila shots before lunch ever again, whatever it may be. 
you put that on a list. And then that way you start to realize your patterns. And when you see how much your life has upgraded, you can upgrade very quickly with this love it or hate it list. And I will tell you this one question I try to answer. This is the last one. The one question I try to answer every single night before I go to bed. Every single night. You, if you did nothing else today, and this is all that you did, and you answered this one question before you went to bed every single night, you will win and upgrade your life every single day. You will have 365 little upgrades every single day. And so this is the question I ask. What is one thing I can do tomorrow to make it better than today? That's it. What is one thing I can do tomorrow to make it better than today? Not yesterday, today. So let's say I had a day today. I asked myself, what is one thing I can do tomorrow to make it better than today? And it'd be like, hey, I need to make sure I stretch. Cool. I do that. Great. The next one is like, what is one thing I can do better tomorrow to make it better than today? I, I upgrade my life every single day by asking this one simple question and making one simple decision before I go to bed. What is one thing I can do tomorrow to make it better than today? And that's all you need to do because then you realize that you're constantly, you're constantly open, you're constantly a student and you're constantly upgrading your life. So that was number two, rituals and routines. So for one, first I talked about stack ranking priorities and I said, hey, here are my top five, personal mastery, love and responsibility, impactful work, the oath of service, and friendship and fellowship. Those are my stack rank priorities in order. But number two, rituals and routines. I gave you the AMPM routine, the start and end workday routine, the love it or hate it list, and the question that you ask every single night, which is, what is one thing I can do tomorrow that will make it better than today? But the question you may be asking is like, that's all interesting, Sharon. How, like, how do I make this work for me? So let's talk about a couple ideas on how to make this work for you. Number one, clarity is the mother of mastery. Because there's a great quote by Nelson Nash, the creator of the infant banking concept. And he talks and he says, if you know what's going on, you'll know what to do, right? If you know what's going on, you'll know what to do or something very close to that. And I, I really like that because the more I have a sense of what is going on, the more depth of knowledge I have, the more I know what to do. The more I've started to realize that it is a knowledge problem. Because if I don't know what to do, I just don't have the skill, the capability, the knowledge, the understanding of what to do. I'll give you a very simple example. I had to ha make a really tough call uh, to, to a person uh, uh, yesterday. And I've, I've been kind of like in a tough, tough place about it. I didn't really know how to say or what to say. So for a day, I was just didn't sleep well. I, right before the call, I called my mentor. I'm like, hey, I have a question. I have the situation. How would you approach it? And he's like, oh, I would say this. And I'm like, thank you. That's it. I just didn't know how to do it. If you know what's going on, you'll know what to do. Number two. This is going to be extremely controversial, by the way. Accountability, people think they want to sell accountability. Accountability is only needed when you're not committed. Like you are committed to your own set of current routines. You're only committed to the things you, that you do right now. You're only committed to the things that you do right now. And if you, are, if you have to pay for accountability, there's something majorly wrong, right? I don't... I. There, never in my life do I ever want to pay for accountability. Now, the crazy part is that the, the, if, if, you, if, if it's part of your personality to like have more convenience, that's, that's cool, right? The reason I like to have a personal trainer to go to the gym is not because I won't go to the gym. It's because it's way more convenient, right? It's way more convenient. And we try to tell ourselves that it's accountability. There's no accountability. You know how many times, do you know how many times People have hired personal trainers and have have no showed to them and said, oh yeah, Jimmy, the personal trainer, I know I'll pay you the $100 of the session, but I'm going to sleep in anyway. Do you know how many people have put 5 a.m. on the gym on their calendar and they have to wake up for accountability? 
Accountability is only needed when you're not committed. If you're committed to something, you do not need accountability because what happens is responsibility kicks in. Do you think I'm accountable to taking care of my family? No, that makes no sense. I'm, I'm deeply committed to taking care of my family. I don't need any accountability. If, 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 if I have to pick up my daughter from dance class, like I'm, I don't need any accountability. I'm committed. It's my responsibility. The sooner we can move from accountability to responsibility, the better we win. If, if you need accountability, ask yourself why you need that accountability. Because if you're not committed, then why do you need, you, you, have, you have no responsibility around it at all. Responsibility is the driver of success. Accountability is, is, is never going to get you long-term success whatsoever. So number two, accountability is only needed when you're not committed. And to get committed, you should ask this. Clarity is the mother of mastery. Commitment is driven by clarity. Commitment is driven by clarity. And when you have clarity, you get courage. When you have courage, you get committed. Clarity is the mother of mastery. If you know exactly what you want and why, you get courageous to do that. And then you're naturally committed. Therefore, you don't need any accountability. The reason we need coaching that give us accountability is because there's no clarity. And therefore, there's no courage. Therefore, your coach who's holding you accountable, you're paying somebody to hold you accountable to things that you're already committed to? That is the strangest thing in the world. Would you pay somebody to hold you accountable to like spending time with your family? That makes no sense because you're not, you're not committed. And this is super controversial. But I will tell you this. Accountability is only needed when you're not committed because this, you are right now already committed to so many things because that's driven you responsibility. And I've realized pretty quickly, I don't need accountability. If I'm not accountable, I'm just not committed. And that just means that I don't have enough clarity and I don't have enough courage. So, if, so I just figure out how do I get more clarity and courage? Because till then, I know for sure that I am not committed. I need to kick in a high gear of responsibility. That is why when I, when I took the responsibility to create my stack ranked values, when I took the responsibility for my health, I actually put my personal mastery ahead of everything else. Early on in my life, my work was number one and my family was number two. Then when I got married, my family became number one. And then I realized that I'm useless to my family if I'm not in great shape, if I'm not, don't have great creativity, if I'm, if I'm, not, if I'm a total jerk when I come home. And finally, I took responsibility, putting my personal mastery ahead of everything else was the way to drive my life. Again, this is my blueprint. You can do whatever you want. I'm trying to take you through the process where you have to really challenge yourself and you know what you really need to do. Because as Nelson Nash said, if you know what's going on, you'll know what to do. And last but not least, to make it work for you is I would tell the truth. What do you want and what do you not want, right? Um, I'll give you an example. I, I don't, like, I don't, I live in, I live in Laguna Beach, California. I don't need a jet. Like, I don't need a jet to go to Bora Bora. I don't need a jet. I don't need anything. In fact, I don't even need a car most days, right? Like, I, I, I drove a whole month on one, on one charge of my Tesla. I try to stay as close as possible to my house and my office and be with my family. And that's, that's what's important to me. So I have no interest in a jet. So I tell the truth. Even though we had one and I never used it, I have no interest in a jet. But I'd love to buy the ducks. If you told me, hey, Sharon, would you rather have 10 uh, Gulf Streams or own the Anaheim Ducks? I would rather own the Anaheim Ducks. That's, I would, I'm more interested in owning the Anaheim Ducks than buying a jet or a mansion or having a yacht. But for some people, they like that. The job is to tell the truth. I don't really care about a fancy house, but I, I care about having a great education for my children. Because I've realized that when we're in, in our house, we spend all the time in one room. So no one really cares about having a fancy house, in, at least in my family. 
but I want a great education for my children because we get so excited when our children have a great education. I care about giving money to people that really need it. And because I want to make so much money that anytime I see a problem that money can solve, I want to be able to give to that problem that money can solve. It, is, it breaks my heart to know when I see an opportunity where I know that money can solve it and I know that I can write a check to help somebody build a cancer center or help somebody do research or help a family get in, get in a tough in uh, out of a tight spot or loan or loan something to a friend or help a friend get married or help somebody buy a house or invest in somebody's company to bring their dream come through i know that if i had the money to solve the problem i could have so much impact and the job for me is not to make more money an extra dollar tomorrow is not going to change my life and i'm fortunate for that however i know that i need to make more i need to make more so i can actually when i see an opportunity where i can invest, give, share, deploy capital, and that it will change the world. It will make someone's life better. That's what I'm working for. That's way more important to me. And I get to tell the truth. The question is, my truth is not your truth. My truth does not have to be your truth. And the folks that actually tell you that impose their truth on your truth, like modern day influencers, are bad people. I mean that in a, in a positive way to say bad people. Like they are trying to influence you to do what they want you to do. I don't want you to do what I do at all. I want you to think about what you want. Because if the sooner you tell the truth, the better. Otherwise, you're going to live a life that you don't want to live. What is important to you? If, the, if, if, if driving a Ford F-150 uh, Raptor is important to you, you should get an F-150 Raptor. If wanting to fly private is important to you, you should do that. If wanting to live in a big-ass house with an ocean view is important to you, you should do that. It is just not for me. I know people that live in an apartment and want to drive a Ferrari, which they, instead of buying another rental property, I know that. That's what's important to them. But tell the truth. And that's super important. That is how you make it work for you. Number one, clarity is a mother of mastery. If you know what's going on, you'll know what to do. Number two, uh, accountability is needed when you're not committed. Drive more responsibility. What are you truly feeling responsibility for? Those are the only things in your life you should work on. And number three, tell the truth. What do you really want without judgment? You don't have to say, I would like a Lambo because... I just want you to say, I would like a Lambo. That's it. I want a big house. That's it. I want to have $20 million that I can give to charity. That's it. No, because. Because wanting what you want is the most powerful human emotion. Because when you walk into a ice cream store and you say, I want a scoop of strawberry ice cream and a waffle cone, nobody asks you why. If you can do that in that plain way, you should be able to do that in every part of your life. Hey, by the way, um, if you like any of this, uh, I wrote a, a, little, a little book called... Uh, the job of a CEO. It's job, job of a CEO.com. It's 100% free. In fact, I have nothing to sell you. I, I don't even have a book to sell you. Uh, there's nothing you can buy from me. So job of a CEO.com. I'm living proof that a nobody can have some kind of impact on the world. Heck, you're listening to me right now and I appreciate that. I'm living proof that a nobody can impact the world, but knowing a lot of these things could help you do it much faster. So if you run a business, run a team, uh, run your life in a in an entrepreneurial way, go to jobofaceo.com. I think you'll appreciate that. All right, uh, let me give you a three-part recap. It'll take 10 seconds. Number one, if you don't decide the life that you want, others will decide it for you. Number two, if you don't tell the truth, you will always live a lie. And number three, success. I promise you, success is a lot closer than you think. And if you have an operating system that works, you will be able to get exactly what you want and a lot closer to what you want. I hope that uh, all of that was helpful to you in some way. You may probably want to review this, look at the show notes, and share with a friend. Uh, but please do. If you have questions on this, I'm happy to answer them. But please do me a favor. I'm not going to ask you to like and subscribe and share and leave a comment. You're not going to do it. Like 
I don't even know the last time uh, for, for our tens of thousands of people that listen to our, our stuff. No one's ever going to go re- leave a review. If you do, I appreciate you so much for doing that. It helps share this message. But just do me a favor so I can make more stuff for you. If you like the stuff, then just please take a screenshot right now and just tag me because I have no idea what you like. And the more data points I can get on what you like, I can make more stuff like that for you. Because if I'm making stuff for you, I might as well make more stuff that you like. So please take a screenshot and uh, tag me on social. Send me a note. It'll help me know that you like this so I can make more like this for you. I appreciate you listening. And I hope you can build a personal operating system that can change your life as well. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. Since you like this podcast, I actually have an ultra super secret private podcast that I make just for my partner companies and the CEOs and influencers that I advise. It's called 10K Wisdom because I try to wrap $10,000 worth of value in every single episode in just under 10 minutes. That's why it's called 10K Wisdom. It's raw, it's real, it's got no intro or outro or anything like that. It's just straight to the point and to the insights. Since you like this podcast, I think you will like that. So, for the first time, I'm making it available to you. Just go to 10kwisdom.com, the number 10kwisdom.com, and my team will activate it for you as my gift. Go to 10kwisdom.com, I'll see you there.